All right, you got your camera? You got a bag? You ready to go? Jump on in. We're heading down the road. My name's April, and I'm an award-winning landscape photographer and tour guide. I've been leading small group photo tours for over 20 years. For photographers, non-photographers, and anyone else that just likes to go for a great trip. So welcome to my podcast, Eyes for the Road. Thank you for joining me. This is April, again, your host for Eyes for the Road. Tonight, we're doing something a little different. We're doing a segment called Nuts and Bolts, or Questions and Answers, the more common term. So I've gotten several questions over the last couple weeks, so I kind of consolidated them. These are in no particular order, but let's just get in and dig in and get started. And hopefully these are things that I'll carry through in other interviews with other photographers, both landscape photographers, other travelers, and so forth. So from my readers and some of my clients, I have question number one. How do you deal with photographers of different levels? All right, different levels. I'm assuming they kind of mean by that question, say a cell phone photographer, maybe someone that's just getting started versus someone who brings a whole camera bag of gear, you know, a DSLR, some interchangeable lenses, you know, how does that work? Because granted, again, I do a lot of, I lead a lot of day trips, a lot of weekend trips to all photographers. And to me, a photographer is anyone that's interested, just like painters or musicians. It's anyone that's interested. I don't qualify you as far as, oh, you just started and you've just got some crayons there versus someone who's been painting with oils for years and years. I really truly believe that being passionate about seeking out places to photograph, and in this case, use your artistic eye, that we we need to, I need to deal with all of them. And it, I guess the word deal is interesting to me. Um, I think by keeping my group small, I'm able to give each person individual attention. And I think that's quite kind of what the person asking this question is kind of trying to ask, you know, you've got someone that maybe needs a lot of assistance or has a lot of questions. Maybe they just are bringing a brand new camera. And so they have technical questions. Wow, how do I use the the autofocus? Or do I use the autofocus? Or what setting should I put this at? Versus someone that's a little familiar and has a few questions. Everybody, I try to spend equal amount of time with each person that's on in my group, which is why I really try to limit my groups to five plus myself. But that's small enough where I feel I can really see each person's face at all times, or, you know, give them that individual attention that they're desiring. And I think there's a lot to be learned from both levels, since this person used the word levels of photographer. I think an experienced photographer, someone like myself, I am always amazed at what I can learn from someone who literally shows up with an iPhone. It's exciting to me because often they see something at a place that I may have gone to several times. So my eyes aren't seeing, quote, something new in that scene, in that, you know, in that landscape with the red barn and the rolling hills and the 
beautiful foliage trees because I've been there year after year. Maybe my eyes have kind of glazed over a tad bit. So I need to have that new person on my trip. It's exciting because they're going to see something and I get to relive that experience and see something new through their eyes. And likewise, the more experienced photographer, to be honest, we're all learning always. And with new gear being produced all the time, there's always new products coming out. There's new cameras, new innovations. Someone else often picks up on something that honestly, I can always stand to learn something as well. And I'm not afraid of learning from those that take my trip. I think it's a great, that's part of the value of going out with a group of people that are all, we're all interested in photography. We're all interested in returning home with a photo that captures our experience or seeing something beautiful, like a beautiful sunrise together and being able to capture that. We all have something to gain from each other in that experience, whether we're new or we're more experienced. So I hope I address that issue of how do you deal with photographers of different levels? Question, the next question, we'll say question number two. As I said, these are in no particular order. I just kind of culled them from my emails, my website, and so forth. Um, I even got a few text questions, which was wonderful. Thank you for those that responded. Do you consider it more important to learn how your camera works or develop your eye? Wow, a really another really good question. It's this is a tough one. I would lean towards I think it's more important to develop your eye in a sense. And part of that is an awareness. And how do I describe that? Um, I think it's the idea of, say, I'll give the example of living in Los Angeles. We live in Los Angeles. It's a city full of photographic opportunities, as any city, any place, in, including our backyards, are full of things to photograph. But we get so caught up if we're driving in our car or we're heading off to work, oftentimes we don't see what's right there. But as we start to get interested in the art, the the picture, the composing, the art of looking and seeing, which I truly believe it's it's a skill and it's also a sense. It's like an extra sense. We all have eyes. And yes, we all see a man crossing the street. But did we notice that the man had a plaid coat and a tattered bag and he was wearing a red shoe and a bright blue shoe with a red sticker on it? And and on a leash in front of him was a little white fluffy dog with a hat, a birthday hat. We may not have noticed those details. If we're in our car, we just see someone walking in the crosswalk in front of us. And oh my gosh, I got to stop. I got to wait He's holding up my day, get out of the way, get across the street. But as a photographer, when our sense of seeing, our sense of looking is, quote, turned on, and I honestly feel it's like a switch sometimes. I, 
as an artist sometimes have to turn off the that set of eyes, the creative set of eyes, because literally, I'm driving to work. And if I saw that man with the dog and the plaid coat and the red shoe and the green shoe, and just the way the light was hitting his his white fluffy dog with the birthday hat, I, I swear I'd have to literally I'd want to, to to just stop the car and grab a picture of that right then and there. It's just such a great image. I've got the lines of the crosswalk, maybe, and the misty, rainy morning, whatever the weather's happening around him. And he's just like, he's got this coat on and just the attitude of how he and his dog are interacting. So do you consider it more important to learn how your camera works or develop your eye? I'm going to lean towards developing your eye every time because the camera, that's that's just a tool. That's just a pencil that you pick up. That's just a piece of paper that now you're putting that image on or you're framing that image on. So please, I really would focus on de- developing your eye, develop your art of seeing, look for compositions. All right, question number three. How much scouting do you do prior to a trip? Another great question. Um, I had a recent interview with someone, a photographer, check my list of podcasts. It's a question I think I'm going to continue to ask. I've gotten varied answers on it. Myself, I've done two things. Most of my trips that are all of my trips to New England, all of my trips to Alaska, those are trips I've pre-scouted as far as going to those locations, seeing sites and compositions that I feel are worthy of, quote, a wall hanger. Now, the weather may change, but the elements are there. The barn is there. The way the road leads to that barn is there. And there's a row of trees that have potential. So the elements are there. Now, whether the weather will, what the weather will do that day, I can't promise that. What color those trees will be that particular fall, I can't promise that. But as far as scouting those locations, I've done my homework. Shorter trips, I I do a lot of homework. I do a lot of scouting, whether that's taking a day trip out, whether that's, like I said, visiting that site several times throughout the year and seeing that, you know what, come fall, this could be great. There's a bunch of maple trees here and there's the red barn. There's the road. This is going to be great. So I do a lot of scouting. I I think it's important. Um, I also do what I call scouting trips where I may charge a lower price. And because I've done online research, I feel like I've done preliminary homework my first trip, quote, my scouting trip, I'll offer to photographers, people that are interested, travelers that have traveled with me before, that enjoy that kind of hunt, that kind of, they trust my instinct, they trust my gut, so they want to sign up and go. So look for that on my website from time to time. Question number, what, we're down to number four. Do you hire local guides and drivers? In my case, I'm doing all domestic trips, all things in the United States, and I do all of my own guiding. And I, right now I do all my own driving. So (laughs) you got me for, I wear all those hats. I'm the, I'm the guide. I'm the driver. All right, moving on. Next question. What do you prefer to shoot and why? 
again, this is a big question for photographers. I do know some fellow photographers. I've been doing this for many years. I've, I have been in different photography clubs and organizations. I've met people that all they're interested in is photographing trains, let's say. If it's not a train, they're not really interested. I also know people that really enjoy family portraiture, but they're not really into shooting landscapes. I can't say that I have a preference. I do think I lean towards prefer, prefer, (laughs) ah, I'm all tongue tied. I do believe I lean towards nature uh, because I do, I have had in my working years had to spend a lot of time behind a desk in an office in a room that I think I've been driven. That makes me want to go outside. It makes me want to be in nature, in weather, see the trees, see the grass, you know, feel the breeze on my face. So I may prefer that, but given an opportunity to photograph, say, go down to Venice Beach, photograph the people, the street life, I love that just as much. So I don't think I really have a preference. I'm open to anything at least once. I'm open to any type of landscape. I don't always, I'll be honest, California has a lot of opportunities to photograph all kinds of landscapes, one of them being Death Valleys here. But I've been to Death Valley a couple times. I think I've got my fill. So in my case, I like to have more landscapes with living things. But again, I'm still open if someone called me up tomorrow and say, hey, let's do a, let's go to, let's go to Death Valley for the weekend. Let's check it out. I'd be game. I'd go. So I I think that answers. I don't know about the why. I think the why is a personal, as I explained, just from my background of having to spend some years working inside away, you know, again, at a desk, I think that's why I've been drawn to being outside in nature, the change of the season. So I guess that answers the why. Next question, client to instructor ratio and maximum group size. I'm going to kind of lump those into one question. My maximum group size, like I said, is five plus myself. So the client to instructor ratio is right there, five and myself. So you five people and me. Okay, so moving on, what else do we have in the bowl of questions? What makes your workshop different? What makes your workshop different? Well, I offer, I wouldn't classify my tours as quote workshops. What I teach isn't so much, it's not that I'm not going to teach you how to use your camera. I will help you use your camera in a way that best suits the outcome you're hoping to achieve. I'm not going to spend half the day in a classroom teaching you Photoshop or processing techniques after we photograph. My goal is to capture the image, the scene, whatever it is, the landscape, the best we can with the tool that we have, which is the camera in our hand. Whether that's a point and shoot, whether that's an iPhone, whether that's the latest Canon DSLR. I think my tour or workshop, if you want to call it that, 
is going to help show you how to see how to improve your compositional skills. I have a very strong background in fine art. I have a degree in fine art. I've studied Monet. I've studied modern art. I almost became a graphic designer. So what I'm going to teach you is how to compose, how to take what you're already seeing and making it one increment better, let's say, or how to capitalize on what you found, what draws you to that scene. I love it when we stop at a, when I pull the car over, I, I see I see something as the driver and I pull the car over and I jump out and everyone else then has an opportunity now to jump out of the of the car and, and grab their tripod and, and it, we all kind of scatter for a moment because everyone's drawn to a different part of the scene. Some people are drawn to the black and white cows. They want to get right up to that fence and they want to get a portrait of that cow's face as close as they can before the cow turns or walks away or whatever cows tend to do. Other people notice the little purple flowers still popping up along the fence before you see the cow. Someone else notices behind the cow on the next hill over, there is an incredible row of bright yellow fall trees against a blue, blue sky. So it's amazing to me how we all have a different set of eyes. So my workshop is different in the fact that now that you've seen that cow, I want to show you what's the best way to capture that cow with the tool that you have, which is what you have in your hand. Whether you have a, like I said, a cell phone, I've taken people on my fall trips that show up with an iPad, and that's all they've got. So my workshop, I feel, is different in the fact that I focus on spending as much of our time outside collecting images experiencing the place that we're at in putting us in that best frame of mind to love what we're doing and see as much as we can and see even more by sharing what each of us has seen. We've increased the power of our creative eye because now not only did I see what I immediately pulled the car over and got out and, and made time to stop. But now I also saw the little purple flowers that I may not have noticed. Now I see that, wow, look at those yellow trees against, I didn't, wow, I didn't quite see that from the angle when I was coming down this gravel road. Or I didn't see three cows, I just saw one cow. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's incredible. That's what I feel is the the excitement and the joy of my tours and my workshops is that I help you see. I improve your scene. I improve your composition. And I improve your love of something that can last. This is a, this is something you can enjoy till the day you die. This is something you don't have to be able to walk five miles. You literally can experience this joy with your camera right in your backyard. This is photography is something you can enjoy throughout your entire life. And I hope that I can share that 
and increase your joy of that experience. All right, question. I'm not even sure what number we're on. So (laughs) what is your priority in the workshop? I think I just answered that a bit with the prior question that my priority is to improve your eye, um, improve your images if you've been photographing for a bit, help you get that award-winning image. Nothing, nothing thrills me more. Nothing warms my heart more. Nothing gives me a greater sense of accomplishment than having a client return home and send me an email, send me a, a, drop me a phone call, a text and say, April, you know what? I entered this image in my photography club. I, I submitted this image and I won an award. I got first place. I got people's choice. That is just amazing. A, it's such a great feeling. I'm so happy for you, but I'm I'm happy for me because I was able to share in that experience and take you to see something that gave you joy that you can now, or even if you print it. I mean, I've had people go home and say, April, I got, I, I ended up with six wall hangers. Oh my gosh, I got to show you a picture of where they're hanging in my house. That is incredible to go home with six hangable images. I mean, that is amazing out of a week's trip, you know. How wonderful is that? So I think that answers that question too. The two questions are somewhat tied. My priority is to send you home with a wall hanger, send you home with an award-winning image, send you home with something that's saleable. I have some clients, um, repeat customers that go on and sell a lot of their images. They enter them. They do fine art shows. They go on Fine Art America and they're, you know, they're successful in selling their images. What, what greater joy is there than that for, for all of us involved? All right. So next question, why do you like shooting landscapes? I think I've touched on this a little bit in some of the previous questions. I like shooting landscapes because I'm outside. I'm outside. I'm experiencing a sunrise, I'm experiencing a sunset, I may be staying out after dark and seeing the northern lights, which, oh my gosh, what an experience to see that. Um, I may be seeing the Milky Way and capturing that on my camera. Um, Wow, why do you like shooting landscapes? Just the, it's just, there's so much to see, there's so much to experience. The United States alone has everything from mountain vistas, lakes, oceans, uh, country roads, grandiose rivers, uh, plantations, and, and just we have such a really, we're blessed with such a diverse continent, a a diverse country of different types of landscapes, everything from desert, like I said, to, to lakes, to mountains, and the change of weather. So, that's why I love shooting landscape. It's it's an adventure. When you go outside, you never know what the sunrise is going to give you. Next question. What is it about shooting landscapes that influences your sense of vision? That's kind of an interesting question. I'm not, I'm hmm. What is it about shooting landscapes that influences your sense of vision? I think shooting landscapes 
is my is my vision improves my vision um without seeing a landscape without standing and waiting for a sunrise without learning to be patient and wait for the sun to move slightly so it hits the tree makes a starburst through the branches i don't know that if i would i would see as much driving my car i might i think i've trained my eyes to actually see more and my sense of vision is I think, again, to share the beauty of this of this planet and this country that we've been blessed to be born into. So I guess that answers that question. I hope I answered that question for the person that asked it. Next question, who is your tour workshop workshop aimed at? I would say it's aimed at anyone that it wants to improve their photography and anyone that wants to see or experience a place they haven't been before, if you've never seen the northern lights on a on a dark night, you don't know what are the northern lights? What are they about? I actually, it was actually a great experience a couple years ago. I had a, a client sign up for my Alaska trip and he, and I gave them the outline of what we're going to be doing for the week, kind of the timeline and I said, all right, we're taking a nap this afternoon. We're taking a break. We're going to rest our eyes because tonight we're going to go out about six o'clock and I don't know how late we're going to be out watching the Northern Lights. Well, what is that? And what, what, why are we going to do that? I So I tried to explain the Northern Lights, the phenomena of, of the light in the sky and the colors dancing and this and that. And until they got out there, they had no idea Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. This is incredible. They they were hooked. They were just, they couldn't wait the next night. Uh, wait, are you sure we're only doing this two nights? They asked me, I want to do this again to see these lights and these colors dance across the sky. So my workshop is aimed at anyone who has an interest in seeing something they haven't seen before, a part of the United States they haven't visited. Maybe that's Alaska, maybe going to the Salton Sea, Salvation Mountain, um, you know, kind of off the beaten path places um, to discover and, and anyone that wants to improve their photography, because part of improving your photography is learning how to compose a better image. I don't really have an age on my tours. I think the workshop and tours, again, are aimed at anyone who has an interest in in being in a car, seeing outdoors, experiencing places, eating good food, and getting up and doing it all over again. So <laughs> I hope that covers who it's aimed at and covers that answer. All right, next question Favorite places to photograph in California. Wow, California is full of diverse types of landscapes, as I mentioned. Everything from cities like San Francisco, where you have iconic things like Golden Gate Bridge, people scenes, to the coastline, Hearst Castle, the ocean, the waves, Yosemite, we're really blessed in California, but some of my favorite places that I would return to, I think San Francisco's a favorite. I feel like any of the off the beaten path places that are a little different, 
Bodhi, which is an, a ghost town that's been preserved with lots of old buildings and people literally just left their belongings inside. That are Those are some of my favorite locations to photograph. And of course, when it's wildflower season, I love to see the blanketed hills of poppies and lupins blanket the rolling hills. So those are some of my favorite places to photograph in California. I think everyone enjoys Yosemite, but it can get overcrowded. So that's why I didn't put it on one of my top spots. So thank you again for joining me. I, I really enjoyed answering your questions. I hope you gathered something from this tonight. And please send me more of your questions. I hope you'll follow up with me. My email address is april at aprilart.com. You can check out all of my tours, my one day tours, my longer workshops. If there's a place you're interested in interested in going, please send me an email. My website again is fallphototrips.com and yourphototravelguide.com. Hope to see you soon on another adventure and please send me some emails. I look forward to chatting again soon. This is April with Eyes for the Road. Thanks.